Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of what is becoming the number one podcast for men, where I sit down with everyday amazing individuals to have real honest unbarred conversations by men, with men, for men and those who love or care for them, literally everybody. I am your host Ojobo Agbo. And we get to see the world through the eyes of men from conversations on masculinity to money business love trauma impact family mental health inventions and others you our listeners get to learn grow and thrive welcome to the ideal man podcast Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of The Ideal Man Podcast. Is it not amazing how as men there are certain stereotypes, certain expectations that society have of us and over the years unconsciously we've begun to adopt those beliefs and as much as it's supposed to be for the good, in many cases this seems to be dysfunctional for us. In today's conversation, I will be having a guest who is a mental health enthusiast, someone who is really big up on men's self-awareness, self-care, and well-being, especially around vulnerability and trauma. Welcome to the Ideal Man Podcast, Ken. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So great to have you here. (laughs) Yeah, I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while now because I think it's something that's very, 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 very important to each and every one of us as men. Yeah, so so how, how are you doing? How are you doing generally? How have you been? I'm doing fantastic. It's a Saturday morning here in the UK. I'm doing great. Thank you. Okay. Amazing, amazing. So um, to all the listeners, today our conversation is going to flow around vulnerability, trauma, and being a man you know how over the years we've been told to be a man be a man what does this mean how does it affect us what areas of our life has it affected over the years and how can we let go of these shackles and step into our own like i said earlier our conversation is going to flow around trauma vulnerability and so you also get to hear our personal stories myself and ken will be as vulnerable as we can. The end goal of this conversation is to help you understand the realities of trauma, the struggles with vulnerability, and how to navigate masculinity and being a man so that you can learn, grow, and thrive in the most important areas of your life. So, Ken, let's get the conversation rolling. Um, I I just laid it out there. What does trauma, vulnerability, and being a man, when you hear that, what comes to mind? Yeah, I know. Thank you so much. really appreciate you having me on your podcast. Um, And thank you for ensuring that we're having this conversation. I don't think we have the conversations enough, um, but to your point, um, trauma, it's it's a massive word. And as I say, I'm a mental health enthusiast, so I'll try and unpack it from my perspective, right, in my opinion. I mean... Trauma manifests its ways in different ways for men. You know, um, sometimes it could come across as one of those stereotypes that we talk about. So men are more likely to isolate themselves. You know, that, mm. that's also a form of a symptom of trauma. Or men avoid dealing with stress. 
Yeah. You know, so tuning out of a conversation, staying away from where the trauma has occurred or shutting down when feelings are overwhelming. You know, so, so, so some of those um, stereotypes that actually perpetuate themselves for men or sometimes even refusing trauma treatment. Mm. And, and for, for me, coming from where I come from, so I would have like a, the black perspective, essentially. We are told to man up. We're told to be strong and yeah. have this persona that we're supermen, <laughs> and <laughs> and that's not real. There, there is no superman. I mean, I think we we learn about this from our siblings, uncles, fathers, or, or brothers that this is how we're supposed to portray ourselves. But I think, to be honest, there's a lot of suppression there. There's a lot of emotional suppression, you know, to try and hold that facade that you're okay. Mm. You're not allowed to show that you're not okay because if there's a chink in your armor, if there's an element of you showing that you're vulnerable, then it's being seen as weakness, right? Mm. So vulnerability in our community or in the space that I've grown up or come to know is that there's a link between weakness and a man being vulnerable. And that's Mm. what causes men or a man not to try and show their true emotions because they feel like they will be seen as less of a man. Mm by expressing themselves, by showing that emotional side. And to be honest, that's what is the underscore of what that trauma is, you know, because by virtue of the fact that you can't express yourself or be your true self, you're suppressing your emotion, you're dealing with anxiety and stress, but you can't show it. And all of that compounds to become in a traumatic experience. You know, so so those are the, the two key lines. And when it comes to masculinity, that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Because for masculinity, there is a concept of toxic masculinity, right? You know, and yeah. it's used in academia and also in, in media that it refers to certain cultural norms that are associated with harm to society or men themselves. You know, so traditional stereotypes like misogyny or dominant social behavior mm-hmm. or traits like homophobia are considered toxic. But I think for me, it's more around that self-reliance and emotional repression. You know, there's a correlation between you repressing yourself and thinking that that's how you're supposed to be and also bullying and aggression. You know, that's where that toxic masculinity comes. And I know I'm throwing a lot at you here, but just let me unpack it really. Yeah, yeah it's important. Time. Yes. Yeah. So first things first, in terms of trauma, trauma comes from some of the experiences that people have, you know, with dealing with stress and not dealing with that, you know, tuning out of that conversation. Also, refusing trauma treatment, the culture and environment that you grow in doesn't allow us to express ourselves or even seek help. I think we're more as caregivers than receivers. Yeah. All right, so that perpetuates trauma. Uh, In terms of vulnerability, it's just that link as well between weakness and a man being vulnerable. We're not allowed to express ourselves. And... Uh, for me, I would say that there are so many factors. You could say mm-hmm. the first factor could be our environment and the culture that we grew up in, right? You know, a man being vulnerable, you know, I'll, I'll go as explicitly to say you're called a woman rapper, right? You're yeah, called, yeah, very true. As, as very feminine just because you're being vulnerable, you're expressive. And the final one, which I touched on, which is toxic masculinity, that comes through repression, bullying, and just some of those traits that the world and the media perpetuates as what a man should come across as. And that's what we work into and say, okay, this is what I should do. But I think there's a lot that needs to be changed and there's some work to be done here. So I really appreciate you having this conversation because I'm excited about how we're going to navigate through unpacking these things. 
yeah. and thinking about ways to mitigate and what are the ideal ways that men should actually operate in these situations, in masculinity, vulnerability, and also in trauma. Thank you very, very much. Yeah. Um, so let, let, let's just begin to unpack everything one by one. Listeners, we are starting to unpack everything. So Ken, according to the American Psychological Association, they say trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event, um, could be an accident, rape, natural disaster, or whatever it is. So I, I want you to just be able to go maybe through personal experience and um, yeah. just the experiences of men generally. What are some things that can lead to trauma? What are some experiences or events that can lead to trauma? Yeah, I mean, I'll make this personal. Um, my own experience of trauma was going through loss of my parents, right? Mm. So that was a serious one. And I guess for me, I didn't really understand it like that. I just felt that, okay, I've lost my parents, so I have to step into a position of responsibility yeah, without dealing with the loss as such, mm. you know? So overshadowing that with something else to cover that trauma. So I think loss is, or grief is, is a big one that could cause you to go through trauma. Now, mm. the other things like um, loss of job, because some people take their jobs as their identity. You know, it's yeah. your your path to provide for your family and for you to address those responsibilities. And if you don't have that job, and especially if you've had it for a long time, that could affect you. And that could be a traumatic experience. Now, loneliness and, and not having uh, friends and maybe as a result of maybe, um, as you say, accident or something significant happening in, in the life of that person could be a cause of trauma and relationships or the break of a relationship, like a, a huge breakup or break of an engagement, um, something financial like um, a business that you got invested in that probably didn't go well. I know a few people had the recent crypto experience. I had a been... very, very big one. Like I literally saw, look, Ken, to be very serious, I literally saw about um, two and a half years of my savings yeah. disappear. Like, it wow. was crazy. It was crazy. But let me allow you to go on. Go on. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, like I said, how do you deal with that? Because th these are things that people go through every single day. You know, as you as you just mentioned, for example, you have savings that you've worked tirelessly for and you saw a path to actually invest and, and expand your finances. Then all of a sudden, overnight, that changes. Yeah. And I think that's an important part of trauma where it's a sudden thing that wasn't planned for, you know, like a, a breakdown of a relationship, death of someone in the family that was close to you. All of these things compound reasons why you can be in a traumatic state. And this list is endless, by the way. You know, so th those are things that could happen. And now I don't think we have a lot of tools or knowledge about how to address it. You know, I think we just um, go to the default experiences, which is, where that man up comes into play. You know, if you're seen crying and, you know, feeling sorry for yourself, then, you know, you're, you're a weak man. And, and I think this, this is the part that I really want us to expand on today yeah, okay. is how, how, how do we correct that? How do we that. correct that, that notion of the default is you should just man up and, and suck it up? Because from my own personal experience, yeah. it didn't help. I, I'll be honest with you. You know, I, picked on other vices like um i decided to start working a lot more you know which obviously will 
wasn't good for my health. Mm. You know, in terms of trying to deal with the trauma I was going through, I felt like if I threw all of my sorrow and pain into work, then yeah. maybe this pain would go away. You know, because um, I've had a couple of traumatic experiences. So one was the one about losing uh, my parents, but the other one was also a significant relationship I had in my life, which broke down all of a sudden. And I just thought, you know what? If I just work, 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 all this pain will go away. Well, and it did. Yeah. It just, cre- yeah, it created some other bad um, characters in me, which was like maybe being closed up, not mm. being open, being mm. very paranoid, because I never actually addressed the root cause of the trauma i just masked it and looked for something else you know to put my energy on so uh the, the next question i want to ask now I, I generally at least my exposure to um psychology and human behavior it tells us that many times our behaviors are learned right so i i, I want to look at this situation where that you just painted now you felt okay this traumatic experience the best way i can cope with it is to throw myself into work i want to believe that that did not just spring into your head it was learned somewhere so this is the conversation i want you to just um, lay out now mm-hmm. where do we learn how to express our emotions from as men like so we want to be able to find out has it been helpful? Has it been functional? Has it been dysfunctional? Where did we learn how to express our emotions? Yeah, or, or lack of emotions. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for me personally, it would be from my father um, mm. and how he addressed it. So he was in, in the army. So um, wow. I don't think he expressed. Yeah, exactly. So you can see the extreme picture here. So he, he never expressed emotion. Um, and, and that's what I saw and that's what I learned. Um, so I think for me, when, when I say I threw myself into work, that's exactly what he would have done. Right. You know, he was a workaholic as well. So I guess there's an element of, of nurture and nature in there that mm. I got to see him deal with stress and trauma in that way and that was the first thing i did without even thinking twice and now that we're having this conversation it's making me think actually thank you for that question on where that would have come from as a natural default you know so i think it came directly from my dad that was how he would have dealt with stress i actually never saw him pause and reflect and you know have those kind of conversations that new age men like us are trying to have now it's always all right let's take on like a new responsibility mm. to to be the outlet to deal with what's going on here that if i continue to work 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 then hopefully it would fix the issue that is at hand rather than turning around and saying okay maybe i'm not okay and maybe i should address this before moving on to something else it's kind of like a quick syndrome of let me just move on and do something else and compartmentalize and put this issue that is at hand in a box somewhere because I can focus my energy and efforts with it and hopefully yeah. I can bury this other issue that uh, I'm dealing with somewhere. And that doesn't help. I'll be honest with you. I can give you difficult examples of how it comes out in transfer of aggression at times that you don't expect. So, so that, that's the next thing I was going to ask. Like, So how uh, generally, like you obviously know a number of guys. I know a number of guys. Um you just you just know that many times they're in certain states and at least from the knowledge and exposure you now have you're like oh man this guy is not in a good place right now 
because of how he is manifesting. So I want us to be able to put it out to our listeners, right? Kind of do like a a diagnosis to say, um, when you are behaving like this, like this, like this, like this, maybe you should check in for something. Are you like, so that's, that's what I'm trying to say. How do we generally as men express our emotions, whether functionally or dysfunctionally? But as men, generally, how do we express our emotions? Yeah, so I think as men, if, you, if you're going through an element of trauma or, as you say, having dysfunctional traits, so one of the first ones is withdrawal and changing mm-hmm. character. So when mm-hmm. you see someone that is probably very outgoing and expressive and all of a sudden, you know, they're not around and they don't want to engage or actually go out or, you know, spend time with friends, then there's something, there's a changing character. And it's always mm-hmm. good to check in and find out what's going on. Um, another quick tell sign is getting angry quickly. You know, um, let, let's say you're having a conversation with someone and all of a sudden, for no reason, mm-hmm. you notice that there's a, a trend that every so often they get angry quickly. And you go, okay, maybe there's something here. Are they afraid of something or not wanting to address something? So just getting angry quickly is another telltale sign. Um, I think isolation, as I mentioned, like not wanting to hang out or be with people, especially if that was the person's trait before. Before, now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't force people to want to hang out if their natural trait is to be introverts. But if before this time that you notice this symptom, they've always been outgoing and expressive and all of a sudden they're trying to isolate, then something would have happened. You know, mm. and maybe they're trying to deal with it and it's always good to reach out, but don't be overbearing. Just um, reach out and find out, you know, what's going on. Now, um, another one which is a very strong telltale sign is when they avoid dealing with stress. You know, um, mm. so what? How, what's an example of not dealing with stress? You know that you're going through a stressful situation, but I think, like my own example, you want to pick up something else, <laughs> which is which is stressful to distract you. Yeah, like a coping mechanism. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and they call it stress avoidance, right, in psychology. That's when men will try to deal with stress, associated trauma, by doing their best to avoid it at all costs, right? Mm. So examples could be just tuning out of a conversation. And let's mm. say you're about to have a conversation about stress, then the guy has a very good ta- tactic of just taking you guys off on a tangent, far away from it. Yeah, yeah. Like there's always something to talk <laughs> yeah. about, maybe something trendy, politics, or, mm. you know, about girls or something else, or cars, that. And every time you try to bring back the topic, it almost feels like you tries to take it away. And, and People get quite good at this, actually. They mm. get quite good at deflecting because they've done it for years by suppressing, you know, the real trauma and the real issues. Um, sometimes also staying away from where the, the trauma occurred, you know, that means you're not actually addressing it. You're just, as I say, compartmentalizing and putting it somewhere with a hope that it would go away. Mm. And it, but does that really doesn't. work? Okay, it doesn't. See, yeah, go on. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, I'll give you an example. And let's use a very simple example, like relationships. Yeah. Like, let's say you're in a relationship with someone and you guys broke up and you never addressed it. You guys never actually had closure, but you tried your best just to stay away. Like, let's say the term is ghosting. You literally just mm. cut off completely without actually mm. addressing what happened. 
or what your role was in that breakup because maybe you were the traumatic person you never know right <laughs> You're probably the cause cause of the trauma it's not always the other person but the fact that you actually never found closure and understood or maybe did like your reflection session to say okay what went wrong you know what did i do what was my path that trauma would come back again Mm. because it will, it will manifest itself again in another relationship because you never learned from that previous experience. Mm. So really avoiding things doesn't work. It always comes back to haunt you. It comes back to haunt you either in a future relationship or it comes back to haunt you in a character flaw that manifests itself in something else that you engage in. Um, yeah, so Ken, we'll, 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 work, we'll bounce our thoughts around this, but I just want to share something. Yeah, I saw, I saw a quote, um, I think a couple of days ago, and it said, um, if you do not heal from your past, you will bleed throughout your future, right? And I think part of what the person was trying to say really was, like you just rightly said, if you do not get, like gain closure from one particular um, experience in life, somehow it gets to affect other parts, right? So I, I also have like a personal experience. I, okay. I, lost my, I, lost my, I lost my dad when I was three. So the family I grew up in, I know many people will be hearing this for the first time, but the family I grew up in was not like my like my real family, right? They were my family by, well, I say, and kind of yeah, like kind of like adoption, but like my relatives, and they did some amazing like amazing work, making sure that like I did not even feel that um, separation from my parent, from my mom and my siblings and all like, but just somehow still talking about trauma and all that. Somehow as I grew up in, as I, as I grew up at some point, I just, I just, I just felt that kind of, would I say space or a level of like yeah. emptiness, like something was lacking inside of me. And like, yeah. <laughs> funny enough, like I was thinking about it, I think that was like 2020 during the whole lockdown and all, I was just reflecting yeah. back and trial life and all and i saw how like this pattern continued itself through secondary school as much as i was that very very sweet outgoing nice guy somehow there was that feeling of uh, like emptiness like oh I, I, there's something other people have that i don't have and all that and because that i, I hadn't dealt with that trauma it, it was showing itself in different ways to a very large extent i feel i was not able to like give love at 100 percent. like no matter how much you're yeah. you're trying to give me yeah somehow i just like i just feel tight somehow i don't know right i just feel tight somehow and like you rightly said it just shows in other areas of other areas of life so a guy can be like oh um let me give you a very classic story a very classic like real experience and this happened like happened like a couple of weeks ago so i have a friend um who was dating some guy right and um yeah. i was like oh let me get to meet this guy let me know the guy i really didn't have the opportunity to do that while they were um, in while they were dating right but then yeah. i think one of those days when we spoke he talked about how um he did not have a good relationship with his father when his father when he was growing up the father left him and his mom and stuff like that like that and he he made a promise to himself that he will give his all to life to make sure that he's so wealthy or influ influential so much that at some point his dad will need him and he will not help his dad oh. ken 
that his dad <laughs> will need him and he will not help his dad. So I, I was just there when he said that, and I'm like, have you healed from that? He said, no, he's healed. I said, have you forgiven? He said, I've forgiven my dad, but like, I, will, I just know I will have to do something to him to make him know that. I'm like, no. Really? You've wow. not, you've not, and somehow the um, the part of me that plays around human behavior and all was I was just thinking, oh, this my friend is not in a good place. She is in a bad relationship. I was just telling myself yeah. she is in a bad relationship and all that. So like I think <laughs> less 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 than um, you really because I knew that I knew that because of just this one act, it'd be very very difficult for him to have sustainable relationships in other areas of his life, be it love relationships, work relationships, mentor, mentee relationships, and all that. And unfortunately, in future, it will be very difficult for him to have um, that amazing father-son relationships. So um, I think less than a week ago, a week later, sorry, she told me, oh, this guy has. So over here, there's something we now call serving of breakfast. That's like this person has broken up I with know. me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so she's like, yeah. um, I've been served breakfast. In my head, I'm like, oh, so that sorry. But in my heart, I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Good for you. <laughs> like, so, so I, I think like over the next couple of days, I just spent time explaining to her how like it was important that she had to leave. Do you understand? So you you're just talking yeah. about you're just talking about how because of our inability to deal with trauma. It's able. It's then possible that it can bleed in other areas of your life. Let me allow you to continue. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And I think for other people that are in relationships with men um, mm. that want to help, because I think there's a role as well to play in a partner's life. Right? Let's say mm. you're um, a girlfriend, a wife. Uh, when you start noticing things like, I think I mentioned the point about men getting angry more quickly, right? Mm. Um, just a couple of reasons and examples. If this man is afraid of letting people in yeah. and, and close and exposing vulnerabilities, there's there's an underlying trauma there, you know? And to your point, it could be your upbringing, it could be something that happened when you were younger, potentially getting bullied that hasn't let you express yourself. So I think that's something that you can see. Especially when you notice that your partner has a short fuse that they never had before, you mm. know, and it's maybe manifesting itself. Or even when you met them, you're like, oh, hang on, what's going on here? Is it me? Or is it something that he has to deal with? And not wanting to sit with feelings and emotions associated with trauma, which is a difficult one. Especially if, you, if you're not emotionally mature or aware of yourself, having to sit down and discuss about traumatic experience is a painful experience. Not everybody mm. has the ability to do that in a sane mind. You know, having to walk through something that you experience, and guess what? Trauma could play itself in different ways. It, it's mm. very personal. The way you understand trauma will be different to how someone else understands it. Now, we, we can take this discussion to a very deep level well i can give you something as gory as let's say a guy was raped when he was younger right and yeah. that affected his sexuality and his ability to express himself or even trust someone and now mm. he's in a relationship now with a partner and he has this sadistic idea of what relationships should be like and also that feeling of protection because he was vulnerable and he was taken advantage of. That's a traumatic experience mm -hmm. that his partner now in the future is probably suffering for that because 
he hasn't dealt with that trauma. He hasn't had the opportunity to walk through it before going to this relationship. So he's coming into this new relationship with a lot of baggage. And that has manifested itself in his ability to trust, his ability to open up, his ability to be vulnerable. Because he feels that even sharing that kind of story with his partner might make the partner see him differently. And, And this is the important part that partners play as well is, are we actually mature enough to deal with the truth? that our partners are going to share with us about what they're going through you and know, we you treat know, them Ken, differently. Sorry, before you yeah, go sure. on, uh, there was some, like, while you're just saying this, something just popped in my head. I remember tweeting something, um, I think that was last month, and I said, we all want a guy who is honest until he's honest about his, his trauma yeah. and vulnerability. Yeah. 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 Go on. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's perfect. That's the perfect line. Because the thing is, how would you look at your husband, boyfriend, brother when they express what they've been through to you uh, as a lady or even as, as an elder brother? How would you treat them? Would you treat them differently? Would you start looking at them in a different way? Would you think that they're less of that superhuman that they used to be prior mm-hmm. to sharing this information with you? Because to be honest, you need that conducive environment as a guy to express yourself if you think that maybe the people that you're with can't deal with this kind of information then you would hold on to it until Mm. you're in a place where you think that you can share so there is a role that we don't talk about enough which is the role of everyone else around around these men to give them that option and opportunity to express without prejudice to say okay you know it's okay to not be okay you can't just be walking around carrying this whole armor all the time when underneath you're you're crumbling underneath you actually want to talk to someone underneath Mm. you want to express yourself but because you feel that the moment you say something there's this whole perception that this alpha male that you are isn't Mm -hmm. the alpha male anymore and for me being a a masculine person and just having an understanding is having that self-awareness because you should have a balance in the spectrum right you know you should be able to tap into your masculine and, and feminine traits if you like to make you a balanced man which is being um, emotionally sensitive having empathy and also being able to relate and also self-assess i think the self-assessment one is what we lack of saying you know what i'm not okay and what i'm doing here is not good for me let me let me pull away try and you know take stock and have a look at how i assess it and go forward rather than just going through life because i think that that whole idea of going through life is what brings people with baggage and trauma that we talk about so Mm. i think there's a there's a key role that we really need to hone in here about people around that that would help men get to that state of vulnerability just by accepting them and also telling them that yeah it's okay you know express yourself I, i won't judge you i actually would love you and learn more about you by knowing that you really care about these things, that you actually feel bad about some of these other things that are happening. And also you have a place in this relationship rather than just being a caregiver who is yeah. okay to receive love as well than just, you know, giving so, care all the time. Okay, so I, I like the last line you just um, gave. It's okay to also receive love and not just be the person providing, right? Which um, yeah. relates to the next thing I want to I want us to really balance our thoughts around around vulnerability, right? Around vulnerability, yeah. the whole thing around like oh, because you know you know generally when it comes when you think of like being vulnerable, 
there's already that mental picture that you have to maybe for a short period of time be at the mercy of someone else right yeah and um to us men generally it looks like why should i be at the mercy of someone else like why should i be vulnerable to you why should i be vulnerable to admit and like jokingly seriously i say things like one reason <laughs> why why we don't have <laughs> so i'm laughing already because it's also always funny to yeah. me one reason <laughs> right. why we, we don't have that guys generally do not have that amazing relationship with god is because yeah. To really, really connect with God, you need like a, a deep level of vulnerability. And that's not something that we're used to, right? So it, it just yeah. looks like, oh, men don't love, men don't love this stuff. But like, yo, if it's something that looks like vulnerability, we don't want to go there. I want to get in with my armor and come out with my armor looking like the Superman that has yeah. an S in front of him, the Batman that has the ears yeah. or the Spider-Man that can spin his web. I want to be that yeah. guy that, you know how they say what I ordered versus what I got? I want yeah, to true. be that guy that you ordered. And when you get me and you experience me, I still want to be that strong guy. So I, I want you to just bounce your thoughts around like um, the just societal um, thoughts and um, expressions towards the whole thing around vulnerability of men and why we as guys do not want to be vulnerable, right? Just bounce your thoughts around that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a key one. And the reason why men don't really get vulnerable is because society links vulnerability with weakness. Um, there's a, a very strong connection in society that if you're a vulnerable man, then you're a weak man. Yeah. And um, no man wants to come across as weak. You know, I mean, the whole terminology week in itself, it's really discouraging. So I think I think that's the big one. Um, now, there's something about ourselves, right, uh, in terms of being vulnerable. It comes through our experiences, emotions and feelings. Also, being vulnerable comes down to the people that you have around you. There has to be an element of trust. Mm -hmm. because for you to be vulnerable with someone, you're literally expressing a deep emotion, connection and experience with that person. And you want to be sure that that won't be used against you. Yeah. That some of those experiences, stories, and maybe weaknesses that you're struggling with won't be used against you, like in an argument or in a time when things are tough mm -hmm. or things are difficult, because that's, that's what makes men get closed up a lot more and just go back into their shell because that one experience of being vulnerable now has become a tool that has been used to castigate them in the future. So I think that's an important point. So yeah, trust is, is a big factor in terms of vulnerability. But for the society as a whole, yeah, it's mm -hmm. that whole notion of weakness, that as a vulnerable man, you're a weak man. If you voice out your feelings, then you're weak and you, you don't know how to deal with things. And that's that whole underlining idea of toxic masculinity that you should man up rather than vulnerable, you know? So that, that needs to be changed, you know, mm -hmm. essentially. Amazing, amazing. Thank okay. you for, yeah. Thank you for sharing your Yeah, thoughts. so just, just yeah, no, but just one more thing about vulnerability. Okay. I think for me personally, I feel like vulnerability is how you connect to other human beings. Um, mm -hmm. The moment you 
explain and share some like obviously on this podcast we've been vulnerable and we've expressed a few things that people didn't know about and there's an element of connection and there's an element of truth because um vulnerability is courage actually you know you're sharing your truth and hoping that it might not be comfortable but at least it gives a better idea and insight of who you are Mm. Uh, and that's what it that's what it is and you form that connection and the only way you can do that more is if you are encouraged and if you're you're exposed to the fact that it's a healthy process and as an individual you should ensure that you do that amongst people that you trust and you care about so yeah i just thought it'd be a good idea to share that okay amazing amazing i'm still talking about vulnerability from what you just said there's something that i picked right you talked about how like being vulnerable is also a form of courage, right? It's a form, it's a way of showing real strength, really, right? Like, I think that there's that strength that we are not able to tap into as guys because we are not able to tap into that vulnerable part. And um, one of the things that I see with as the benefits of being vulnerable is, um, you know how they say a problem shared? To an extent, is a problem how so, right? Yeah. Um, it, it kind of gets the burden off you. Like, it just becomes yeah. a little lighter, the fact that you're vulnerable enough to be able to share. So um, there's something I did to celebrate my birthday. Um, I hosted about 24 of my guys, and we just have had, like, an evening, an evening night out. We're just together for, we're together for about three hours, just guys no wives no girlfriends no work no business just us like we're ha- and we're having like that's, that's like, amazing that's yeah amazing. like we're having like real conversations that so things you don't necessarily get to be able to share because you want to look like you are at your best at all times and there's that yeah. there's that unspoken pressure there's that unspoken pressure to um want to show that you are in control like oh i've got my business sorted i've got my career sorted i've got my family yeah. sorted and all that so we're not able to be vulnerable and when when we had the conversation that day i could literally feel um the atmosphere right i could feel yeah. ease i could feel um calmness i could feel willingness to receive help so this is the amazing thing ken which i want you to also share your thoughts on the truth is it's not as if we don't need help as men it's not as if we don't desire help as men but there's that thing that uh, there's that barrier there's just that barrier like if you're to put a man in a position where he's like where it's like okay just you like if if we're to say okay I'll give you a million bucks now if you are going to say the truth. Do you need yeah. help? Like, will you like? Can you just let it out? Like, so you see yeah. people like guys just willing to like let everything out because we hold in a lot. And then, so this is the part I want you to now come in. And then it gets yeah. to affect unseen areas of our lives. So it is Absolutely. said that um, it's, it is said, I, I don't know, it's a research in the US. I can't remember the right, the right one now. Uh, they said men are 3.5 times more likely to die from suicide than women, yeah. right? So this whole thing around trauma, this whole thing about around bottling up, not being vulnerable and all, 
how is it how does it affect us as guys yeah yeah no it does it does and i think you've gone to the extreme about suicide but there are some other things that that happens locally where you mm. don't have a, a fulfilling life as well mm. because you can't be vulnerable and to be honest there's a psychological aspect of mm. how we see ourselves as men i don't think um as men we have that whole idea of us being expressive and i know i'm generalizing right now but it's just based on our upbringing it takes um, events like the one that you just hosted to change some of that notion and give people a conducive atmosphere mm. to express themselves and, and i think that's where we need to start that change actually is telling people that it's okay to talk it's okay to express yourself stop carrying all of this burden around and presenting that you're okay when things are not okay okay so that that's the first one um the second one is more around um vulnerability and also the vices that comes from not being um, expressive or being able to deal with those things that you're mm-hmm. going through and i think that goes back to your point around suicide now one of the real causes of suicide in, in men would be through depression right and and depression comes from an inability to deal with trauma as well that that could be one of the links into depression and trauma is perpetuated by not dealing with those issues that you had underlying issues so yeah. something as simple as being vulnerable and open and expressive can actually take you away from that path of why i just laid out which was trauma depression suicide okay so so those are key things that you can back away from now the whole idea of why men are not being vulnerable comes from different things there is as I, in my own case like uh, upbringing and the way i saw my father express himself right um but the other thing could be also the environment that you actually are and how, where you operate so if you're in a space where there's a lot of toxic masculinity where there's a lot of you know this macho alpha male yes mm. yes we're doing well we're all doing good you know we move mentality rather than you know what i actually messed up you know i need to stop and check in and yeah. find out what did i learn from that experience that i don't make the same mistakes again rather than oh yes we move we're okay let's just keep going you know it's not right it's not right and that's why what i encourage especially amongst my male friends is you know it's okay for you to be wrong sometimes you know as a guy mm. you can't have you can't have all the answers and you can't be in the right all the time there's nothing wrong we admitting that you've actually made a mistake because in yourself mentally you're telling yourself that okay i was actually wrong at this point and this is what went wrong rather than lying to yourself that oh yes absolutely um even though it didn't work out well i knew that that's what was going to happen and this mm-hmm. is part of the grand plan it's not part of the grand plan you actually <laughs> you messed up you actually yeah you messed up you messed up you, you did put money in something and it didn't work out well okay fine yeah. okay no problem you know address it lessons learned before you move on to the next one rather than mm-hmm. trying to just mask everything to say yes yeah, so you know as a guy it's part of the struggle i mean yeah. we all have ups and downs right nothing nothing is perfect but being able to realize and this is my point about self awareness mm-hmm. that there's something wrong here and i need to address it rather than just saying oh okay i'll shrug my shoulder and carry on that's the that's the fact of you not even being honest with yourself 
okay yeah. not being honest with yourself because i think that's kind of the first place that you have to start in actualization of the fact that something's wrong is that you admit to yourself because you can't lie to yourself you know there are things in your heart of hearts that you know are not right even if you present this whole strong persona in front of your partner family locally within yourself you know something's wrong mm-hmm. so i think what i'll suggest for people is when you're going through something like that always pause and look for options and outlets and to be honest now as men new age men we're speaking out we're willing to engage we're willing to talk we're, we're willing to share and make sure you find like your community find your tribe of people that you can share and bounce ideas with that are you know potentially going through the same struggles that you're going mm-hmm. through and these guys would have perspective. No man is an island. And this is one thing that you touched on earlier about vulnerability being a strength. The mm. moment you have a chance to share, you learn that someone else probably has gone through what you're going through. And they have a better perspective of how you should tackle that situation than you mm-hmm. thought initially. And you wouldn't have had that insight if you had kept it all to yourself. By virtue of the fact that you actually shared with someone, you're further ahead in your journey of recovery than you would have been if you did that by yourself. Very true. Uh, you, I would say you just laid a smack down there. Uh, so, Ken, I, I want to ask now, has, has this, all, all of this that you've been saying, has this always been your mindset? Or was this something that happened in like recent years that made you re- really sit back, assess, and be like, okay, I think I need to change my thoughts about certain things if you care to share yeah, absolutely. So I think for me, um, getting married was a massive game changer in my life. So I got married in 2018 and my wife is very expressive. You know, She tells me everything and she wants to share. And for me, as a macho man that I am, that have come from this whole, I guess, traumatic experience of losing my parents in the early 2010, I became a self-made man. So a self-made man who just did everything by himself. Now, coming together with myself and my wife was a fantastic idea by God's grand design because that's what I needed. Because if not, I guess I'd have carried on on this car crash route until something would have happened. And to be honest, what got me to start doing something about this was she told me that um, you're, you're my husband, and you're my partner, you're my everything. If you can't express yourself with me, then then what's the point? You know, mm. at the end of the day, we are in this relationship to share and to help ourselves to become better. And what I notice is that you're closed and you struggle to express yourself. I'm like, you know what? This is important to my wife, so it's also important to me. I need to go do something about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's something I've known. Um, I probably use like comedy and humor to mask some of the pain that I went through in that, that period when um, I lost my parents. But I think having married and become the head of my house essentially i had to change tacts you know i couldn't carry on in the same way of just masking my pain and just being like this macho man that doesn't talk about his feelings or the issues he's going through so um, i think that's what got me to go seek help uh, and the way i sought help was through therapy um, okay. in 2020 i had my first therapy session and for me i thought this was a joke because therapy is for or my perception at the time was therapists for people that are cuckoo, that are crazy and something's wrong <laughs> yeah. with them. Yeah. Rather than Yeah, honestly and and this is real with most people that why should I do therapy? Like I'm gonna sit down and talk to someone about my feelings, really? 
what would that do what would that help what would change after mm. that session you know so that was my initial idea going into it but i was shocked because i think i had an opportunity in that session to talk objectively about how i feel without feeling that whoever i'm talking to would have like a subjective idea just think about it if if i was expressing myself in the deepest part of my thoughts to my wife something mm. in me might not um, share 100% because I feel like maybe some of what I say might be interpreted differently by her thinking that or oh, maybe I'm saying this because of her right but having to go through therapy with a stranger someone that has no idea and has no skin in the game I had a chance to kind of walk backwards through the root cause of where I think I would have generated this whole habit of being closed up and not being expressive mm-hmm. and we had a chance to navigate through my childhood how I grew up and obviously moving overseas as a teenager and being a man of my own as well as losing my parents at such a young age and how I need to try and cost correct because I'm now in a relationship I'm now building my own culture and tribe with my family um, I'm now a dad some of these things that I need to have to address so that my son doesn't pick it up, right? He doesn't mm. see how I relate with my wife in a toxic way, essentially, in quotes. And I think that was one of the things that got me talking and got me really just soul-searching, if you like, you know, from 2020. I had about three um, sessions of therapy, which was very eye-opening. I had tools and techniques given to me to try and help address it, which I, I did apply and also just self-assessment. And I think after that, I connected with a friend um, who runs a podcast on um, relevant relevant health and wellness out of Czech Republic. We had so many sessions of just exploring it. I think I became this mental health enthusiast from that experience because I was curious now. You know, after my first experience, I'm like, okay, let, let me try and understand myself a lot more. And through that yeah. journey, you know, we recorded a few podcasts around grief, around vulnerability, around loneliness, and, and some of the other things that people don't talk about. And and that has helped me. And I think I'm still on that journey because there's a lot more to learn, especially as a man yeah. from my background and upbringing. Uh, and I'll be very explicit, a Nigerian man that grew mm. up in Nigeria that only knows a way to express himself by either playing, you know, or playing sports or doing doing something else macho rather than doing other things that could be a lot more expressive and help you actually reflect. So, yeah, I think that, that was my journey into just this self-actualization, if you like. And I'm still on that journey, by the way. It's not one that I've arrived at my destination yet. I'm enjoying yeah. what I'm experiencing so far. Yeah, so, Ken, for someone who is probably listening right now, having shared everything that having heard everything that you've shared so far, um, the person will be thinking, okay, apart from your relationship, did this affect any other area of your life for the better? Having gone through therapy, gone through the whole self-awareness thing, how did it affect or better other parts of your life? Yeah, it did. It did. I think it gave me an ability to empathize with people because um, in the past, if someone was going through a challenge, I was quick to brush it off as, okay, mm. come on, just just address it and deal with it. It's not that big of an issue. But having gone through um, therapy and 
been given tools to kind of just reflect on how I deal with things. Now, when I see someone going through something, I can actually put myself in their shoes mm. and say, you know what, maybe I should be a, a lot more emotionally intelligent in how I deal with that relationship rather than just dismissing it. Because in the past, I'd have said, oh, yeah, just go ahead. What's the problem? You know, why are you laboring on this for so long? Yeah. So I think that's a, that's an important thing that I got from therapy. Um, another thing I got from therapy was I was told to keep a gratitude journal, which is basically um, taking stock on things that are going well in your life. It's not always all that bad. Mm-hmm. The, the glass is always half full. And that changed my perspective on different things and was quite useful in the pandemic because it was difficult to find positives sometimes. But just by very nature of the fact that, hey, you're alive, you, you have a job or you have a source of earning, you know, that helped me just become a lot more grateful. So that was beyond my relationship, just being grateful really in myself and, and the things that I have around me. Okay, amazing. So I, I think what we'll do next is let's just like unroll tools that have helped us in our everyday life, right, to be better men, especially from the angle of like mental health, helped us to be vulnerable, helped us to learn and to grow. So like for someone who is listening right now, what can the person do maybe as a lifestyle change? What can the person add to the person's life as a guy right now that will Mm. put them in a better place um, when it comes to vulnerability, when it comes to expressing emotions and things like that? So let's just roll it out. You just spoke about like the gratitude journal, being able to look and think about the things that are working and being grateful for for those seemingly little things that we take for granted. Go on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Another one that works quite well is exercise and um, going to the gym. If you walk out, mm. a lot of these pent up energy of stress, you know, you mm. can put that into something else by going to the gym and expressing yourself. And you also get a release as well of hormones that helps mm. to ensure that you relieve stress. So doing that is fantastic. If you're someone that likes to go outdoors, you can go hiking go for a walk it's, it's kind of the same experience really you know taking fresh air be one with nature yeah and that helps and that's just like physical now the other part about mental activity is make sure that you try and stay around um, like a positive energy and people say this a lot but it's it's real you know Very the real. kind of company that you keep can determine how you feel for like for the day and the information that you feed yourself with as well has mm. an impact um social media is a huge one <laughs> the information that you get on social media can either influence your state of mind where you start comparing yourself and feeling less than what you are just by virtue of the fact that someone else on social media always has something better. So just make sure that you can regulate your social media and um, try and go after positive things like um, books and, you know, um, I guess self-help guides on things that would help you become a better person rather than toxic information. Because honestly, in your subconscious, these things would sit there, but they would manifest themselves somehow. So just be very careful with what you feed your mind with as well. Oh, thank you very much. So uh, as someone who is um, more extroverted, I think how I'm able to regulate when it comes to my mental health is that I'm able to switch into being like extremely introverted. So this is what I mean. So I'm someone who is really, really big up on meditation. 
I'm really big up on meditation, right? Yeah, like yeah. those those periods of quietness. So you can see there are times where like I'm just out for like two or three hours. Like you can't reach me. No, I'm just I'm like deep in meditation. I'm doing maybe my breathing exercise. I'm doing my visualization and all that. Just trying mm -hmm. to look at um, certain critical areas of my life and. While I'm doing all that assessment, I'm asking myself critical questions like, is there someone I need to forgive? Is there something I feel guilty about? Is there something I have not forgiven myself about? Is there something I've, I'm procrastinating on because I'm scared of something that can happen? Is there someone who I need to um, tell how amazing they are and all that. So like all of that just happens like while, while I'm like deep in meditation, like, so I'm not just sitting down and I'm like asking myself certain questions and in a bit to do that first, I'm being vulnerable with myself, right? Because I think one reason why um, men are not always vulnerable, there's that part of us that we do not like. Yeah, so we feel, yeah, we feel like if I'm to go in, I will see that guy who I do not like. So I, I like, so yeah. I do like lots of meditation. I do lots of visualization. I do lots of like listening to like life is very fast, right? And yeah. as an extroverted person, I have high, I have high energy. So part of the thing that I do is I slow down. So maybe I, I'll be in an environment and. I would just play like slow music. Yeah. I just so like yeah, everything just pauses. I do things like um you were just talking about social media and all that. I do mm -hmm. things like like no notification weeks. Like like wow. for a whole week I like all my notifications are off. It's only if I go into that space that I can have access to whatever is there. And when I'm done, I'm out. I have, okay, well, maybe once in two months or so, I have no device days, right? Mm, like, I drop good. my phone, I drop my laptop, like, and one of some of the things that I've even seen is when I do this, especially the no device days, when, when I did that, the last time I did that, what I saw was that I was present. My God. Yeah. I was yeah. present. I was hearing everything. I was yes. seeing everything. Yes. I was paying attention to faces, emotional yes. expressions. I, I yes. could be, I yes. knew how I was feeling and also um I, I think I think guys guys who are listening should be able to adopt this into their lives. As guys generally when like you said earlier when we when we experience stress, trauma and all those things like that, we we have that high tendency to go all out. We want to fight. We want to still be like active, active. Yeah. Sometimes we should be able to like sit in and sit in with ourselves, right? Yeah. Because I, yeah. I believe that when we're able to do things like that, when we come out, there's kind of like a refreshing. You've been refueled. You've relaxed and you, you're re-energized to face life as a better you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also something there about control. Mm -hmm. Taking back control of your life rather than being led by things that are happening to you. Mm. Um the social media device break is a massive one. 
um, mm. because you're actually taking back control. You're mm. saying that this is my narrative. I want it to go in my direction mm. rather than just reacting to what I see around me. Because honestly, you can go into social media sometimes and the things that you see can change your mood for the day. It can mm. actually influence your decision and thoughts. And you can get lost in it, actually, and have a lot of time wasted. Those two to three hours that you spend meditating, you can actually waste those times on social media yeah. just going through, looking for nothing, looking for something mm. like an endless piece of satisfaction, which you never get. So I think having that time to meditate is a powerful one. Because you take control. And when you come out, you know, you can actually think about what you want to do next in that period of meditation. You can start having those plans and thoughts. So as you come out, you're a lot more proactive. You know, okay, this is what I'm focused on. I'm resolute. I'm going to go achieve this thing rather than just um, taking things as they come. Because you can either be proactive or reactive. It's up to you. And I think using those tools absolutely help. Wow, wow. Thank you so much, Ken. You know, one thing I like about the conversation that we had is the fact that we were practically um, playing out what we were talking about. So talking about vulnerability, trauma and all that, we were able to be vulnerable, share traumatic experiences and all that for people to be able to connect to and also learn. So thank you so, so much for being part of the conversation today. Thank you so much for being part of the conversation. Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, I I can talk about this for days. I I just love the fact that we are having those conversations now and we need to ensure we spread this across, right? It's a thing that has to catch on. Um, In the past, I've spoken about maybe we get people that are celebrities or folks that people listen to that are influencers. I'm going to have a lot of them on my podcast. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, to to be vulnerable because the moment um, popular culture starts saying that, hey, guess what? This popular person is actually expressive and they're going through what I go through every single day. Then it Mm. becomes okay, you know, to express yourself. It becomes okay to talk about it because people are absolutely influenced by these celebrities. So if we have people like that, that are talking their truths and saying that they do have challenges and struggles, and and this is how they're dealing with it. I think that would also go a long way. But it doesn't take away from the fact that the conversation we've had today has been powerful. Yeah. And I'm sure by word of mouth, as people hear and listen, it, it should start that conversation of asking questions, of saying, okay, maybe there are ways I can self-regulate. Maybe there mm. are things that I do that are toxic masculinity traits that I need to change. Maybe there are things that I'm actually going through that are traumatic that I actually never addressed. I need to go take time and just have a look at that. So, um, yeah, I'm really grateful I've had a chance to bounce ideas with you today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one. Thank you. Very, certainly, you're going to come back and we're going to have another conversation. That's <laughs> That one is certain. Thank you so, so much. So, to everyone who is listening, if this um, conversation has been amazing if you've learned a ton of things do do well to like comment share um hit the notification button share with your friends share with other guys so they can listen they can also learn and grow and thrive in the most important areas of their lives so ken this is how we end our podcast sessions right we're going to have what I call rapid fire questions. I'm going to ask right. you three questions and you're going to give me a one word or one sentence answer. And um, are you ready to go? Yes. I are am. you sure you're ready to go? 
as ready as I can be. <laughs> okay. The first question is, what is the best advice you've heard about men's mental health? I think the best advice I've heard is um, express yourself uh, and deal with what comes with it. Oh, right. thank you very much. What is the worst advice you've heard? Um, I've heard man up, be a man. <laughs> <laughs> the classic one. So if there's one thing um, men should live by to become better men, what should it be? I think for me it's to realize that it's okay to not be okay. Right. You don't wow. have to be perfect. Yeah. Wow. What a way to end this podcast. It's okay to not be okay. Ken, thank you so much for being part of this conversation. I look Thanks forward for to me. many, many, many more conversations. Enjoy the rest of your day. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank Cheers. You. We've come to the end of this podcast episode. Remember to learn, grow, and thrive in the most important areas of your life. Till the next episode from myself and those in the studio, enjoy the rest of your day.